Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. Today I want to minister on the subject of lift the lid off. Lift the lid off. Lift. Can you say that with me? Lift the lid off. I've been ministering in my former lessons that uh, uh, everything uh, depends upon how you think. Everything you experience, everything you have in life is predicated on how you think. And so I want to bring a closure, if I may, this Sunday morning, the Sunday before Mother's Day, talking about lift the lid off. Uh, look at somebody and say this to them. It's time. Come on, look at your neighbor. Look at your friend. Look at your children. Nobody's in your house. Then look at yourself. Get a mirror and look in the mirror and say it's time to lift the lid off of your thinking. Hallelujah to God. If my video, yeah, they're already on it. Thank you, video department. Thank you so much. Ready? Let's read. It's time. What time is it? What time is it? I said, what time is it? It's time to lift the lid off of your thinking. I shared with you, remember, that God did not birth you into this world for you to be average. You are not average. I said, you are not average. God did not call you to be average. So today, I'm calling you out of that group that is average. That group that talks about average things. That group that you've been a part of that just meditate on average things. That group that you've been a part of that's only going to do average things. I'm calling you today out of that group because that is not the group that God called you to be in. God did not call you to be average. Your days of being average are over. Somebody ought to get happy about that truth. Nugget number two, please. Nugget number two. It is the will of God for you to live an exceptional life. Say it with me. It is the will of God for you, for me, to live what kind of life? An exceptional life. So if you're not living an exceptional life right now, then you know that there's more that God wants to add to your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's say it again. It is not the will of God for me, for you to live. It's not his will. It is God's will for you to live. What kind of life? If you're not living an exceptional life right now, then you know you are out of the will of God. Hallelujah. Nugget number three, please. God created you to do what? God, this is going to make sense to you. God created you to do what? To reproduce. We're not talking about just having babies either. God, God, God created you to what? To reproduce, to reproduce. And so it is God's will. Oh my, I know I'm going to, I'm going to shake some, some territory, but it is God's will for you to be wealthy. 
It's his will. It's his will. Think about what you could do if you were wealthy. Think about the people you could bless. Think about the people you could help because you want to help them. Amen. But the only thing that is preventing you from helping them more than what you would like to help them is, come on now. Yeah, money moves. Glory. Amen. It's, it's God's will for you to be wealthy. It, here we go. It is God's will for your family to be wealthy. And if your family is not wealthy, then you start it. Then God bless them. And God said to them, subdue it and have dominion over it. Yeah. I called you some things before your mom and dad ever met each other. Even what you have, you still know there's more. And, it's, and said, you birthed one baby, but what you fail to realize, there's twins in there. Oh, geez, I'm not through. I'm, I'm not through. Are, are you all You learn how to look unto only Jesus. Because you've learned at an early age, all people can get flaky on you. Make man in our image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air. It's amazing. We, that's, that would, we, we'd really get on a rabbit trail if I talked about the first thing that God told man to dominate was the fish. But we, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that. Uh, so, so, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So, so Eve was in Adam, yes? Then God blessed them because all he had to do was bless Adam. If he blessed Adam, he'd automatically blessed Eve because Eve was in Adam. So now you can see when he said, I blessed them. Oh, Jesus, let's, let's go on. And, and God said to them, he, he didn't say anything to Eve, he said it to Adam. But when he said it to Adam, he was also saying it to Eve because Eve was in Adam. That's why no man had no business walking around with his wrist broke and twisting his behind because God took that out. It was in him. Come on now. Hips, tips, and fingertips, it was in him. Come on now. That was in Adam. But God took that out. Are you with me? So no brother have any business wearing high heels. God took that out. So notice here again that first God said to man. Then God blessed them and God said to them. But first God spoke to man. He's going to speak to woman later. But, but right here, God speaks to man. We will hear him repeat that later on uh, when he creates the woman. But, but, but pay close attention to verse 28. Yeah, here we are. Read it with me. Verse 20. Ready? Read. Then God blessed. Come on. Go ahead. And have what? Now, notice that God through Moses, uses the word replenish. Mm -hmm. Replenish the earth. Mm -hmm. This means, or it seems to indicate, that the earth had been inhabited before by other creatures. Because you can't replenish something. So apparently, 
Something was here. The pre-Adamic age, we won't get into that, but it's clear from the text, from the word of God, something was here before you and I got here. And whatever, we won't, we won't get into debate about what it was or what it is. It's clear something was here on the earth. But whatever was here before, God is going to replenish the earth with something that looks like him. Because the Bible says, and God created man in his image and in his likeness. I don't know what was walking the earth before, but it wasn't in God's image. It wasn't like God. But what God is getting ready to create now is in his image. It's in his likeness. God is getting ready to create something that is going to have the ability to operate. That's going to have the ability to operate just like him. And God is going to tell Adam, just like I act in the third heaven, I want you to act on the earth. In the third heaven, I dominate everything. Adam, amen. In the fourth dimension, I want you to dominate everything. You're going to act like me. And when you open your mouth, Adam, and you say something, be careful what you say, Adam. The reason you have to be careful is because you've been made in the image and the likeness of me. And whatever you say, you release an energy into the atmosphere that causes that thing to manifest. So don't say something that you don't want. Because if you have the wrong self-image, you're going to speak out the wrong conversation. And then you're going to get the wrong manifestation. Quit looking at what you have and, and deciding that's the sum total of who you are. That little house I live in, that ain't all of me. That little car I drive that you jealous of when you see me going down the interstate, that ain't all of me. That's not all of what God want to do in your life. Won't be long. God's going to do something in my life. Going to make you talk. I'm, a, I'm about to give you something. Come on, tell somebody. I'm about to show you something that, that, that's going to make you talk about me. I'm going to give you something to talk about. Come on, tell somebody, I'm going to give you something to talk about. You just wait a minute. You just wait a minute. I'm going to give you something to talk about to the glory of God. You ain't seen nothing yet. So, so we see that when God created man... He did more to, with Adam. The charge for Adam was more than cutting grass. When the Bible says, and God set Adam in the garden to till or to tend or to work or to manage the garden. God called Adam to more than being a grass cutter. God called him to be a world dominator. There's nothing that God created that is supposed to reign over Adam. Let, let me say it again. I said it before, but you need to know this. 
Listen, nobody has been made like you. Are you ready for this? Not even the devil. The devil in his original state was an archangel. And yet angels are powerful and angels can do things, but angels were not made in the image of God. Only you are made in the image of God. And the reason you're doing so little is because you have such a little self-esteem on the inside. You have allowed this world system to reduce you down to thinking that you're nothing. And God said, you're a world changer. But that doesn't mean anything if you don't have a world changer image on the inside of you. Get away from those people who are always reminding you where you came from. Because where you came from has nothing to do with where you're going. And most of the time when they're gun hole on trying to remind you of where you came from, they're speaking out of jealousy. Because they see God doing something in your life that he's not doing with them. Won't be long now. You're going to really give them something to talk about. Because the image on the inside of you is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. That image got to get bigger than your neighborhood. It's got to get bigger than the house you were raised in. It got to get bigger than the car that you drive. It got to get bigger than your bank account. That image on the inside of you. Good God of mercy. I done preached myself happy. I believe that Adam, please, I believe that Adam in his original dominion state I believe that Adam controlled the weather. Come on now. Before the fall. Come on now. I believe Adam controlled the weather just like you control uh, your air conditioner at home. You know when it gets, you know, it's, it's hot in Kansas City. Hallelujah for that. But, but if it gets a little warm in your house, you just walk over to one of the walls and, 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 turn, and, and change the dial. I, I believe Adam was that way. When he was walking around and, 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 and he didn't like the temperature, he just changed it. Now, it didn't rain, you know, it didn't rain until after the fall. That's why when God told Noah to build the ark, everybody thought he was nuts. Because Noah said it's going to rain. Everybody said, what in the world is rain? Because up to that time, the vegetation was watered from the dew coming up from out of the ground. Just like people think you're nuts for believing that Jesus Christ is going to come back again. Called the rapture of the church. Because it's never happened before. But just because it hasn't happened doesn't mean it's not going to happen. And just because you've been broke does not mean that you're going to stay broke. God of mercy. Preach, boy, preach. According to the word of God, Adam ruled the earth until the fall. He ruled the earth. So what happened at the fall? Adam gave over the rulership that God gave him to Satan. 
Satan didn't come up with rulership. God gave rulership to Adam. And when Adam sinned, he turned over that rulership that God gave him. He turned it over to Lucifer. And Paul, by the Holy Ghost, said to the church that Satan is the God of this world. He doesn't own the world. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Are you all with me now? So I believe Adam ruled the earth just like Jesus Christ when he was on the earth. I, just Jesus could, could calm the storm. Jesus would look at a storm and say, peace, be still. Or, or, or modern day language, shut up and sit down. And the, and the storm would subside. He was exercising rulership. People were hungry. And Jesus said, bring whatever you have. And the disciples said, we found a little boy who got five loaves of bread and two fishes. And Jesus said, bring it to me. He took the fish and the loaves. He held it up to heaven and he prayed over it and he blessed it. And he gave back to the, listen to him. He gave back to the disciples five loaves and two fish. And Jesus said, distribute it to the people. And as they were distributing it to the people, it never ran out. And the Bible says that he fed over 5,000 men, not including women and children. How do you feed over 5,000 people with five loaves of bread? You can't hardly feed 5,000 people with five truckloads of bread. And looking at how some of you look so hungry this morning, I don't know. Adam could operate just like Jesus prior to the fall. That's why they call Adam the first Adam and Jesus the second or the last Adam. And if you look at their lives, the first Adam operated just like the last Adam until he failed. The first Adam lost his authority for eating. Jesus maintained his authority by not eating. The devil tricked Adam by getting him to eat. Jesus tricked the devil by not eating when he was offered to eat. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. What he was telling the devil is that, come on, man, that's the trick you pulled on Adam. Oh, Jesus, come on, please, please, I'm, I'm, I'm through now. In Psalms 24, verse number one, it says, the earth is the Lord and the fullness of it, of, uh, and the fullness, uh, the earth is the Lord and all this fullness. The world and those who dwell, you need to turn it, Psalms 24, it's up there. The earth is the Lord's. Yes? Who does it belong to? The earth is who? Come on, you need to get this straight. The Republican Party don't own the earth. The Democratic Party don't own the earth. And, and, and I'm not against science. Science is good in its own place. But science is not God. As a result, man is not going to destroy the planet. Man, you know, they're talking about what all they got to do to save the planet. Man can't save the planet. The reason man can't save the planet, man didn't make the planet. And I don't care what man does. Man is not big enough to destroy what God has created. Now, he might destroy himself trying to do it. 
But the earth ain't going nowhere. It's nowhere in the Bible where it says man is going to destroy the earth. Man is not going to destroy the earth. The earth is not going to be destroyed. Even when God comes back, the earth is not going to be destroyed. He's going to create a new Jerusalem. He's going to, the old order, the old way of doing things is going to be eliminated. Sin is going to be removed. Are you all listening to me? You, you got to get this down. You have to get that image on the inside of you. Or, or the world will paint an image on the inside of you like the devil is this big bad to-do-doo. And, and, and we're at the mercy of the devil. And oh God, would you come please do something? It's not, it's not God's here and the devil's here. Are you listening? It's not, the devil ain't on one side pulling you and God in a tug of war with the devil over you. It's not a tug of war with God. The earth is the Lord's. The earth belongs to God. How many of you are on earth? On earth, earth, earth. How many are on earth? Okay. How many are not on earth? (laughs) No. The earth that we find ourselves resting on, the earth belongs to the Lord. Can somebody say amen? Go go to Haggai. This is the last thing I'm going to turn to. Go to Haggai. It's right in between Zephaniah and and, uh, and, uh, Zechariah. Go to to Haggai. Somebody say, Haggai? Haggai who I? Go go to Haggai. uh, Chapter 2. We we just discovered in Psalms 24 that the earth is the Lord's, yes? And the fullness thereof, yes? Not only the earth is the Lord, look at this. God said, the silver's mine. And the gold is too. God said, the silver's mine. I'll let you use it. But it's mine. And the gold is mine too. God said it. God said, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. All the silver's mine. This is God talking. All the silver's mine. All, all the gold is mine. Everything in the earth, it all belongs to me. I'll let you use it. I'll let you be blessed by it, but at the end of the day, it belongs to me. And the people who qualify to use what belongs to me are my children. Now, I may let you come up in my house and enjoy some things in my house, but what's in my house, it belongs to my children. Oh, Jesus. How many of you are God's child today? Look, look what God said. He says, the silver is mine and all the gold is mine. So when Jesus Christ paid the price for your salvation, he also paid for your what? He paid for your provision. Go, go to Proverbs 29. I said the last one, but, but forgive me. Proverbs 29. You got to see this. Proverbs 29. We've already made reference to it. Look at verse Number 18, where there is no vision or where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. Or one translation says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Yes, they cast off restraint. Another translation, where there is no vision, where there there is no vision, where there is no provision, the people will scatter. The people will get... uh, 
uh, discombobulated. They'll, they'll start destroying themselves. They'll be running to and fro and not able to make, not be able to make things come together. Why? They don't have vision. But, but you don't need vision without provision. And so I gave you the statement, when Jesus Christ paid for your salvation, he also paid for your provision, your vision. Vision is paid for. Come on, say it with me. Vision is paid for. How many of you got a God-given vision? Vision is paid for. Vision is paid for. But we're trying to do everything other than what God, the vision God has given us. You're never going to be satisfied until you do the vision that God placed on the inside of you. Satisfaction does not come from money. If money brought satisfaction in and of itself, why do rich people commit suicide? Satisfaction only comes when you're doing what God birthed you into this earth to do. When you're doing whatever you're doing and you know that this is a God-ordained assignment. Fulfillment comes in that. Why? Because I get joy when I know I'm doing what he told me to do. I get satisfaction when I'm doing what he told me to do. I feel protected when I'm doing what he called me to do. Because when I'm doing what God called me to do, no weapon that is formed against the vision that God has assigned me to will be able to prosper. Can somebody say amen to this truth? So when Jesus Christ paid the price for salvation, for your redemption, he also paid the price for your health. It's not God's will for the people of God to be sick. And some people have been sick so long and taken prescriptions so long, they've got an image on the inside of them that this is just simply the way I'm going to live out the number of my days. The devil is alive. It's never too late to start doing God's will. And the best time to do it is right now. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.